0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic leave it late at Dundee But move 10 points clear with 8 to play Rangers fail to win for a fourth consecutive game As Kilmarnock leave Ibrox with a point And Andy Robertson could miss Scotland's trip to Kazakhstan Despite trying to get his own flight I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Rarely, if ever, can a team have gone 10 points clear At the top of the league with a performance as Average is the one Celtic delivered at Dundee But it ain't what you do It's the way that you do it That's what gets results And Perseverance had its own reward for Neil Lennon If Celtic beat Rangers in their next game The league is over There comes a time when arithmetic Has to give way to pragmatism A 13 point lead With 7 games to go Means that you'd be insulting your own intelligence By saying that Celtic could be caught But if Rangers win Arithmetic is back on the curriculum Only 14 sleeps to go until D-Day, Alec <laughs> Yeah, absolutely Celtic ground out the three points yesterday Rangers on the back of a horrendous week eh, Dropped more points in the title race, Gordon But the big winners at the weekend for me was Aki's It was a, such a big, big win for them to go seven points ahead of St Mirren It's a one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need to get in touch tonight So do it quickly uh, We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well Of course Scotland are off to Kazakhstan International week begins And a bit later on tonight One of my favourite things we've done recently um, Your chance to win £500 in cash tonight With the Stove Centre Glasgow And uh, a bit of story time with Hugh Keevans did you, have, <laughs> did you have good fun making this? Oh yeah, terrific There I am Alec I've got the smoking jacket on oh. I've got a cat on my lap I'll say no more uh, And I'm sitting beside a, a wonderful stove uh, Getting a good old heat And telling some stories From footballers' mm. biographies And that's mm. the whole point yeah. I didn't tell the stories these are footballers telling the stories I am reading from their biographies That call will be revealed a bit later on in the show But in the meantime, we want to hear from you 0141 951 1025 uh, Most recently would be the Celtic game yesterday, Hugh Keevans yep. um, And I think you're right I, I think most Celtic fans will agree It certainly was not a vintage performance But we're probably at that stage of the season Where you start hearing things like uh, You know, that's what champions do And yes. grinding out Wins and winning when you're not at the at your best. All these types of phrases yeah. tend to to matter at this time of the season. The essential difference between Celtic and Rangers is that when it's one all, Rangers somehow find themselves incapable of coming up with the winner. When it's mm. one all, Celtic go right to the wire as they did against Hearts in New Lennon's first match. Odson Edward popped up with a the goal there. Uh, Hibbs in the cup. Second half performance from Celtic was what did it for them Against Aberdeen, 0-0 Now, if it had been a second 0-0 in a row I think that questions might have been asked by some of the Celtic supporters But they hung in, hung in, hung in And again, Odson Edward come up with a goal that takes them 10 points clear And that's why I say, Gordon If Celtic go 13 points clear Then even I, the arithmetic teacher Would have to say, no, Celtic can't be caught then and that's it in a nutshell for Rangers, Alex yep. Because no one's doubting that in many of these games that they're, they're having possession, they're having territory They're having sights at goal But they, 
They don't seem to have Quite the same knack Of getting over the line It's about grinding out results You touched upon it there Hearts, Kamal, Dundee Scoring very late goals And uh, It's a mentality Gordon uh, They have this Ability to Win at all costs You don't have to Particularly play well You mentioned Rangers have a lot of territory Which means absolutely nothing Unless you can convert That territory into goals And that's where they've struggled For me Rangers They've really struggled To be ruthless Clinical When it really matters And when you look back Over that poor poor week the defending at times was horrendous Neil Lennon says he's focused on the points And not the performance In yesterday's win at Dundee The Celtic boss says his celebration After the winner came down to relief and emotion You're not always going to roll over teams Teams who are fighting for the lives For the livelihoods For the position in the league And Dundee fought like Trojans Like Warriors Defended great Made it very very difficult for us There are times when we can play better But I'm not going to analyse the game right now The most significant thing is The objective today was to win the game We've done that We've gone 10 points clear, we've done that And now we can assess things in the next two weeks And get some bodies back For five minutes we got a bit desperate at the end Where we started hitting straight balls into the box And it was very unlike us But we changed the shape We wanted to go to you know back three Get the wing-backs high and wide And, and try and stretch Dundee a little bit But our final ball, our final third entries Went great, you know, at times And they were a little bit pedestrian at times as well But again it's not for today, it's for another time. Well, it's a relief, it's emotion, it's the importance. It's not easy coming in at this stage with the way things are, following in, in shoes and then taking on the reins of a totally different sort of style of play that you're not used to, in a different environment at the training ground, different players. So I've had to do it sort of bit by bit. And what you saw at the end was just relief, you know, of, of getting the win and then, you know, having a chance to, you know, take stock of things again and hopefully get more accustomed to the players and then get accustomed to me. 0141-951-1025 Let's do it Stephen's a Celtic fan In Lark Hall Hi Stephen Stephen guys How you doing? Not too bad Stephen What's your, your your take On yesterday's game? Um, I, straight off the bat I'd, I'd actually Two points I wanted to make First about my own team For as you've asked me And second I tried to do it the weekend After the Rangers thing To reiterate something I said at the start of the season As for yesterday Obviously Fan Overjoyed 10 points It's a nice wee gap It's given us a bit of breakwater Puts the pressure off for going into the game against Rangers at the end of the month. We were slightly concerned, we but annoyed, I think, that the performance was flat. It was laboured. It looked really albeit there was loads of shots. I thought that Dundee defended very well, made a game off it. I'm just eager to get out into the international break, get a recharge of the batteries. I saw Lennon was talking about fatigue and mental fatigue and whatnot, so hopefully can refresh the players, get them bind back on the game and then go through to the end of the season eh, strongly. Eh, so that's my first mm. point. Yeah, let, let, let me put that to the guys then first, Stephen. Uh, Hugh, how much are performances, how much do performances matter in the context of Neil Lennon's suitability for this job? Does it does it matter? If he, if he just gets the results and gets over the line, is that all that counts? Or will people start to look at the nature of the performances and judge his suitability for the role? Two-sided coin, Gordon He's got to win the title Otherwise there is no job for him So results are vital But I also think that performance is crucial as well The Celtic supporters have had two and a half years of bliss Under Brendan Rodgers Where seven trophies in succession were won And that the football at times was captivating The Celtic supporters will understand that Neil Lennon can't just assume the responsibility and everything will be as it was. There is a knock-on effect from Brendan Rodgers leaving as suddenly as he did. But performance is important to the, the Celtic supporters and I think they'll be looking at the Rangers game 
And wanting a performance Of course they want the result Of course no pressure has been taken off Celtic at all Going into that game Alec will tell you Pressure does not come off When Celtic play Rangers Or Rangers are playing Celtic The pressure is there historically But the point you make is the right one Results and performance Important for Neil Lennon yeah, absolutely. I think the, the key thing from the Celtic point of view was to get over the line. Neil Lennon will be desperate to do that. I think that was part of the celebration as well yesterday, the emotion, showing the Celtic fans it's not as if he needs to be endeared to them. They love him, the, the homecoming and all that. So when he's going down there, he knows what he's doing. Hugh touched upon it on Saturday about the addition. It's all part of it all. You know, you can down and celebrate with the fans. And uh, But, you know, you have to also look at the performances since they come in as well. If that continues over the period... That will most certainly come into the Celtic board reckoning at the end because they're obviously having to go again next year. But, you know, the thing is, it's still early days. And I think Neil touched upon it there when he said that he was getting used to the players and the players were getting used to what he was looking for. Stephen. Hi, guys. I just want to reiterate with regards to Rangers. I came on, I think it was a day after Stephen Gerrard got appointed. And I had a very strong opinion on it. And I stick by it. And I think I've almost been proven right, so to say. I came on the show and says that he was an absolute shocking, shot in the dark, a major gamble, a roll of the dice that was going to backfire tremendously. And from what I've heard from fans that I know that are friends and on the radio, um, it's quite clear that he's not got to do the job. As Hugh rightly pointed out, Gordon Dale, Mark Wilson, he's a great coach with no experience whatsoever. Stephen Gerrard, in my opinion, it's been shown up for what it is. And until we talk about learning on the job, remember Neil Lennon was fired and his first major job was Celtic. And the, the amount of pressure that was on him was huge. I can't ever recall someone getting as much backing as he had. Lennon didn't have that. Now, I think what he was brought in for was a shot in the arm. It was a marquee name to thank fans to buy something that was never going to happen. He's been a success in terms of financially. He's brought them some money. But his record, when you break it down, okay, I heard um, Alec and mention, I'm sure you will, the second. So yeah, they haven't proved in that sense. But now he's a Rangers fan in the reality. They haven't improved at all because almost point for point, depend, regardless of where they are in the league, they are no better. One win against Celtic, a very poor Celtic team, and I must say, they deserve that victory, but one result against Celtic and a quite fortunate run in the Europa League. It's not good enough for Rangers fans good enough for him and that is all he's been brought in for he's been brought in for a wee shot in the arm wee bit of money football wise he's no got it well Stephen Stephen hold on on a second you're having a long and prolonged dig at Stephen Gerrard Uh, the situation is this if Celtic take a 13 point lead over Rangers then as I say you're insulting your own intelligence by thinking that anyone other than Celtic will win the league title However, if Steven Gerrard should go and have a second successive win over Celtic, then we're back to a discussion on the matter. Having said that, you are from Lark Hall. You know what uh, rivalry is all about. And it's as simple as this. If Celtic get to eight in a row, Steven Gerrard will begin next season at Ibrox. But if Celtic win nine in a row, my belief is that Rangers will not gamble on Stephen Gerrard as manager if Celtic get nine in a row. And then we all know what follows that, the holy grail for the Celtic supporters. So 
Yeah, it's his first season of management It hasn't gone as well as Rangers had hoped That's a, an understatement But he will be there next season And next season is the big one for him Stephen, you 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 know you, you mentioned about Stephen Gerrard I think you said he uh, the appointment had backfired spectacularly Now I don't think anyone would doubt that if it stays this way Or it gets worse then you're right He hasn't managed to to overtake Celtic Hasn't managed to win anything Is that is that backfiring spectacularly Or is it just Not quite being good enough Can I, my, my prediction I'll tell you right now I don't believe That Stephen Gerrard Will make it out In the next season I totally understand What you're saying It's his first season He learns on the job Okay Rangers fans Want the league Okay Now In my opinion It's going to be a procession This league Regardless of whether It's a loss or a draw Because Rangers might be able to turn up for one or two games, but they ain't got it in them to do it to the end. And I think you'll find that Steam Gerrard will not be sacked. Steam Gerrard will, quote, leave by mutual consent. And the reason I say that is, is it's detrimental to his going forward to manage his big name to fire him. Stephen, that line you're on is very wonky It's been doing it all day And I'm struggling to make you out I do get the gist of it though, Alex yep. So let me put the point to you Stephen said the last thing we, we heard clearly Was talking about being lucky to make it out of Next season, next season. wasn't it? Yeah, well listen, I think it's fair to say that uh, Depending how the, the tail end of this season goes My understanding is that Stephen Gerrard Will be backed again in the summer With serious money Because he's talking about quality Of mm. you know decent marquee signings They don't come for nothing, Gordon so my understanding, what mm. I've been led to believe is he will be supported again. I suppose the worry would be that he has been backed already, hasn't he? The, the, absolutely, Gordon, he had to be. It's interesting because Stephen makes a valid point there. He says Neil Lennon went in back in, I think it was 2010 time. You know, they had some really decent players back then. Stokes, Samaras, you know, um, Joe Ledley, these type of guys. So they were all international footballers. Stephen Gerrard came back in last year and needed a total overhaul. So the whole circumstances were different. And, and I, I take on board at that time Rangers would have been competing as well So it would have been neck and neck But this is a totally different thing from Neil Lennon going into a team that was actually established This team he's took over this year Needed backing And he'll need backing again this summer Just to try and close the gap uh, Frank is a Celtic fan in Springburn What did you make of yesterday Frank? Yeah I've got three quick points to make uh, I want to talk about the, the hysteria About the, the winning goal now, there's a lot of Rangers supporters going on about corruption and all this nonsense, and also the, the Dundee supporters calling uh, Bobby Madden a cheat. Now, there's two teams on the park, right? Uh, and whether the, the referee was justified to add six minutes or not is irrelevant. He did so. Uh, and there's two teams on the park, and Dundee also had six minutes to try and win a, score a winning goal. And they almost did in the 95th minute. Now, if Dundee had scored that goal in the 95th minute, before we did Would it be corruption then? Would the would the Bobby Madden be a cheat? Would it be the, the same overreaction? I don't think so I think we know the answer to that one Listen you, Frank Frank, I agree with you We'll take it point at a time Don't worry Frank I agree with you That six minutes is there Available to both sides To score a goal And Dundee Squandered their chance And Celtic took theirs But the use of the word corruption You know If supporters are shouting Hold on a second, Frank. 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 You have just used the word. No, but to be fair, he is. He's. Yes, he's, he's not accusing anyone of that. So no that's one. Fine. No one has brought up corruption other than supporters, and supporters shout these things. But you didn't hear it from Jim McIntyre. You didn't hear it from anybody in the Dundee hierarchy. You heard it from fans, and fans shout these things in the depth of their disappointment. But. 
We'll leave that one there Your point is quite right Six minutes is available For both sides to score What about the performance Frank? Well the performance was abysmal Shocking uh, We looked as if we had uh, 11 snails on the park Or 10 snails But the play was that slow uh, and, uh, In fact it was the attitude of the players That actually alarmed me Because they looked as if they didn't give a monkey If they scored the goal or not and then uh, all of a sudden we just create a wee bit of magic and we score the, mm. the running goal. Uh, I, I would, st- I would step left. in there, Frank, just at point number two. You, you can't say that players don't care because they persevered until 96 minutes and got the goal. They weren't good. They were bang average. They were slow. But they persevered. Ah, it didn't look as if the goal was going to come and then all of a sudden it was on the back of it. Anyway, can I make a point about Neil Lennon? Yes. I don't want him as manager next season. I didn't even want him manager this season. I don't want him. I, 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 nine million pounds we got for Rogers. That money should be invested next season to get a, a top quality and other manager in the door to get us to ten. I don't think Lennon's capable. What if he What if he lands the treble, Frank? Would you agree that if he manages to land the treble, then it would be it would be quite spectacular if he didn't get the job? I don't want him to get the job. I, just no, no, I know that much. I know that But I'm saying If he, if he wins the treble do, do you, Would that help can you his, see your, his case? Can you see your Your wish coming true? Would he get the job If he wins the treble? That suppose is what I'm asking uh, I think he will, yeah uh, I think that was The aim all along To give him the job Because he's a cheap option But I, would, I think The vast majority of supporters Want a bigger name We want another Brendan Rodgers I feel like With somebody that will do better in Europe I'm always told When I say something Celtic supporters don't like That I can't speak for the majority of supporters And Frank With the greatest respect Neither can you Because there are tens of thousands mm. I don't so, think he's pretending to though Is he? No but Frank's just telling Frank, us He doesn't want Neil Lennon That's alright No no he said The majority of supporters oh, Don't right, want sorry. Neil Lennon So Frank Can't know that I can't know that uh, It's for Peter Lobel And Dermot Desmond To take that decision Thank you to Frank in Springburn Stephen Gerrard had a lot to say After the game at Ibrox on Saturday We're going to hear from him After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray here to take your calls or read your tweets at Clyde SSB. Lots of them coming in. Blair McMillan says Celtic have had a number of performances like yesterday. We're still without two centre halves, no Rogic, Christie, and Cham. And Michael Hall says Not every performance under Rodgers this season was bliss you Just look at the away record The self-entitlement in some And lack of respect for how hard it is to beat teams Is a lot of what's wrong with the outlook On our game up here Well I still say That the, the jury is out There's an addition taking place And The performances as well as results Are important uh, For Peter Lawwell For Dermot Desmond So it's all part of the whole. Did, did you just say that Celtic's away performance have been great this year? I no, think, well, Michael said it. Yeah, said the away record this season. Yeah, I think they're actually sitting at the top of the away form uh, guide at the moment, Celtic. So, although they probably expect to get more, mm. they're still sitting at the top of the tree. So, one four one nine five one one zero two five. Stephen Gerrard says they probably did enough to beat Kilmarnock on Saturday, but says they killed themselves with the way they conceded. Uh, he says it was a frustrating game and a disappointing result. I'm disappointed with the result and dropping another two points. Can't get away from that. Defensively, we've conceded a very poor goal. That's obviously give Kilmarnock a huge lift, and then the game becomes even 
more frustrating uh, and even more difficult for us but I felt like the reaction from going a goal down the players have done everything they can to get back in the game and probably done enough to win the game but I'm very disappointed in the goal we've conceded and then from that moment you know Kilmarnock do everything in their game plan which is to waste time to chop men down and, and foul and, and keep fouling and it becomes even more frustrating but the performance weren't far away from, from being okay and, and good enough to win the game but the reality is we haven't, so we have to take the criticism on the chin. I felt like we deserved the equaliser. There was one team trying to play football, trying to create, trying to build, trying to do all the right things that you should be doing on a football pitch. And I felt like we deserved the equaliser. We had a couple of interesting opportunities after that. You know, Davis is in in a good area and he doesn't know whether to cross or shoot. And then Defoe gets in with a chance, you think, maybe at the time. We've had some free kicks in decent areas on the edge of the box. We've had a lot of set pieces. We've crossed the ball. We've tried everything we can to do enough to win the game. But... We kill ourselves in the first half because two of our defenders decide to stay high and two drop off and we can see the very poor goal. So the job became even more difficult from that moment. Two things to consider, Alex. The yep. 90 minutes in itself, the performance, where it went wrong and then the slightly bigger picture. Four games without a win for Rangers, out of the cup and now 10 points behind in the league. So what, what did you make of of the game itself, first of all? Uh, I think Rangers uh, are really struggling against teams that have a low block, Gordon. I think the manner in which they lost their goal was uh, consistent with uh, the last couple of games. You you look at Aberdeen in the midweek with a, a sloppy ball within a couple of minutes. You look at the week before as well uh, against Hibs. The manner they had a 6v4 in their favour and losing goals far too easy. It's given people, our opposition, uh, you know, a... Uh, a platform to dig in to counter-attack. Now, Stephen Gerrard's right in what he says there, you know, responded well, but they could have been two down when Alan Power had a 1v1. They responded in the right manner in the second half with Alfredo Morelos. And you have to say that without his goals this year, I'm not exactly sure where Rangers would be. You know, it could be a horrendous season, but, but the fact of the matter is, as he continuously bails the team out, they are struggling to come to terms with teams that are, as I said, that are really defensively solid. And I think that's where the marquee signings, the match winners, the guys that can change the game. But I think that's what they're crying out for at Rangers. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Gerrard, the only point I would take issue with him over is to talk about the robust nature of Kilmarnock's play. Um, for me, that was a deflection tactic to take away from the score, the implications of the score. Uh, and you cannot tell everyone that Kilmarnock uh, didn't entertain and were... Overly physical When your goalkeeper's running half the length of the pitch To confront a referee and getting booked for it And when Conor Goldson Has a foul on Kilmarnock's Liam yep. Miller That is a red card all day long Nothing to do with the nearest Rangers defender And whether a shot would be Got off on goal The tackle is a simply A red card tackle Robert's a Rangers fan in Stirling Which you're taking all this Robert I've been saying listening to you boys Thanks very much for letting me through How are you doing Hugh? How are you doing Alex? Yeah good thanks I'll tell you my question I've got a question for you guys But before I ask you my question I'd like to clarify it with one thing I would love to see the Celtic board Giving Neil Lennon the job The reason being That means that next season Celtic will be taking a step back And Rangers will be taking a step forward I'll clarify that Neil Lennon is not as good as manager As Brendan Rodgers Everybody knows that Neil Lennon's team will not be as good a team as Brendan Rodgers. Everybody knows that as well. Even your Celtic supporters know that going, wait a minute, Stephen Gerrard's not going to be a rookie manager next season. He'll have a season under his belt, learn for his mistakes, learn some of the Scottish game, knows the kind of players he needs to bring in. He's already started building his Rangers team. 
Sorry, they got players earmarked for coming in, like Jones and others for Liverpool. But I'll tell you the now, I would like to ask you, gentlemen, Neil Lennon's Celtic team against Rangers, Stephen Gerrard Rangers team, who do you think next season will win the league? Because the Celtic won't even do nine in a row, never mind ten in a row. I would love Neil Lennon to get the Celtic job tomorrow. The board should put him in place, say he's going to be the new Rangers, new Celtic manager. Give him the job. Well, then Rangers will have a good chance. The gap will have closed even a wee bit more next season. Robert, if you have an idea how bad Hugh Keevans is at predictions and you want him to call who's going to win next season's yeah. title, but right, I mean, go give, it, a, give it a bash know, if you want. Robert is like the two Celtic supporters who preceded him. They are firm in the knowledge that they know exactly what is going to happen here. Uh, none of us know what's going to happen. And this promises to be a quite eventful summertime because so many players will leave Celtic and Rangers. Others will have to be brought in. Celtic have money which, uh, on a scale, that Rangers do not enjoy. Therefore, who knows who Celtic might bring in because if the fans are desperate for 10 in a row for Celtic, then of course that goes for Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell. So we'll leave aside who will be the manager because... That's up in the air And that's for Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell to decide But the summer Could be spent by Celtic Signing players For a level of money that Rangers can't match I think one of the things for me Gordon Is is in terms of the personnel That's actually leaving Celtic in the summer You know you're going to lose guys like Boyata You have to replace them And as you've seen with, with Rangers this year it's extremely difficult recruitment And it's a bit of a lottery at times Because you're not quite sure how people are going to settle And how come they're going to uh, make out kind of impact they're going to make, but to predict to predict next year is just like madness. That's like uh, Mystic Meg stuff. But we can only go on the season we've seen so far. For me, there has to be a real improvement for Rangers as well to compete again next season. So that you know, from a Rangers perspective, they have to up their game. You've been forecasting about Robert. What about this weekend? Then let's let's talk specifics about what you witnessed at the weekend. What did you make of it? Well, I watched the Rangers team at the weekend, obviously, and uh, they did deserve to win that game. The, the goal they gave away was just a joke Let's be honest Is that also, a concern for you Robert? You know because the thing is I looked at the Hibs game When there was a 6 v 4 in Rangers favour I looked at the Aberdeen game Particularly the second goal You know it was a misplaced pass for the first one The second goal the boys travelled 60 yards And the centre halves are dropping off So I think there's a confusion in that back line as well Where players are dropping off And they're trying to step up uh, at the weekend again So there's a lack of cohesion at the moment for me yeah, I would agree with you, but that's where I think Neil Lennon, sorry, Stephen Gerrard will learn from that. He's just, remember, this is his first season. Nobody realistically thought Rangers were going to win this league. A rookie manager coming in and winning a league that Celtics dominated for seven seasons. I don't think so. I don't I think, think anyone in the show either. No one in the show actually predicted that, uh, you know, that um, they felt as if Rangers would challenge this season because of the state they were in last last summer. I mean, talk about, I mean, Robert says that next season Stephen Gerrard will learn and, and that therefore those mistakes won't happen, but y- y- you can learn from week to week at the moment. And, Absolutely. And you, you're saying these things are repeatedly happening. Your, your esteemed colleague, Mark Weedy, on Wednesday night show said, in, in his opinion, um, he would still vote for Alan McGregor as player of the year, I think is what he said, but he felt his. Performance levels had, had also dipped recently Would you go along with that? Well I think if you look at the weekend I think Alan got caught in no man's land Because of the, the poor defending player Straight ball through So I think at the weekend But in his general 
overall performances. I don't really see a massive dip, Gordon, in terms of he's actually cost anything or, you know, he's he's not getting to particular shots. He, he's been relatively consistent for me. In terms of the player of the year, then that's another, that's oh, we'll another get to one. That. Yeah. We'll get to that. That was just to, to set up. Andy's a Rangers fan on the line. Hi, Andy. Hi, uh, how's it going? Um, I can't, I, just before I go on to my point, I couldn't agree more with my fellow Rangers fan there saying about Neil Lennon. I said this on I said this on Twitter a couple of weeks ago when uh, Lennon came in. Lennon came into Celtic again as last signing for Rangers, um, in my opinion, because he's nowhere near the level of Brendan Rodgers. Uh, so everybody knows that. So, I mean, I, I can't agree more with the, the, the guys just come on there. Um, my point is um, about this 10-point gap. Uh, Hugh Keevan summarising about his, his uh, intro tonight. It was all, Big Daddy Johnson says, if, buts and maybes, right? 10 points. 24 points still to play for Two old firm games still to come Now If Butch and maybe I'm going to Fling mine in as well here If Rangers win their Two old firm games It's 24 points And the way Celtic Are playing just now The way Celtic Are playing just now um, I can see them Dropping points They get They get a questionable Six minutes added time Yesterday to score a goal That was offside um, they, they didn't play well And this is against The bottom team As well Dundee So I can see Celtic Dropping points Um not just at the Rangers games, but in other games as well. And when the split comes, they're playing the top six teams. So it's going to be harder as well. They're not going to play Dundees and St Mons and people like that, teams like that. And I don't think... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ready to fling the league in yet for this season. I really aren't. Um, Andy, if you, had, if you had listened properly to what I said at the start of the programme, I said that if Celtic beat Rangers and went 13 points clear, you would owe it to your own intelligence to say... That they couldn't be caught However I added But If the gap is reduced To seven points Then arithmetic is back on the curriculum Andy the only thing let, let, Let's go through a couple of that You, you made a, a number of points cause you, You're you were basing this You said on the way The way Celtic are playing You know you can see them dropping points You mentioned Rangers beating them twice The obvious comeback is The way Rangers are playing Can you see them beating Celtic twice? Well yeah yeah, I can. Um, teams, Celtic, we, we blew Celtic away in December, right? And that was against a Brendan Rodgers team, right? And then we, then we came back, we had the winter break and we came back. We were in the momentum. We came back and we actually, well, okay, let's face it, we get beat after tomorrow. And we've not really kind of kick-started our season again after that, that, that winter break. A couple of good results, a lot of goals been scored the last couple of few games before the Aberdeen game. Um, and then we came back, we didn't kind of stop again. I don't know... We just need a bit more consistency. Yep. And yeah, but you're you're saying I if you beat you're saying if you beat Celtic twice, that that will change everything. And then you say that you lost to Kilmarnock after beating Celtic. And I would point out to you, Hibs won, Rangers won, Rangers won, Kilmarnock won. It's not Celtic you have to worry about. It's the other teams. Yeah, and that's what I was going to highlight there. I think one of the key things, and you just touched on and, and Hugh did as well. I think the problem that Rangers have at the moment is consistency. And they're having far too many draws. And when it comes becomes a, a very tight kind of game defensively, they have to try and break down. They're really struggling to do that. Hence the reason why they've probably drawn so many matches this year. I don't think they've lost as much as they did last year, but they're just drawing far too many games. So even if they manage to beat Celtic, the problem they have is it's come up against Aberdeen. Command that they've struggled against, you know, Hibs will probably be in the top six. So they have to find a level of consistency and a level, even if it's not the performance. Grinding out results for me Andy did I hear you say The Celtic goal was offside yesterday? 
Somebody, it was actually somebody on Twitter saying was a Celtic supporter as well. Said that the, no. did anybody notice that our goal was offside? So I, I didn't actually watch the game, but um, so let me get this right then. You didn't see the goal, but it's offside because somebody on Twitter said it was offside. No, 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 no. no, no. I I didn't watch the game live, but I seen the, the highlights and when they cut the ball back into the uh, for Edward uh, score, it was offside. When they cut it back, it was offside. Yeah, I mean, it can't be offside if you cut it back. No, no, the place that cut it back was offside. All oh, right, oh, James Forrest. James Forrest. Right. Okay, is that yeah. something you saw, Alex? James Forrest went past a Dundee defender in order to cut the ball back. How can he, he possibly left, be offside? He left the boy Woods, who went to ground, and and then he cut it back. It was a, a perfectly weighted mm. cut back, and it was a really good goal. But you know, you, you look at some of the defending at that point where you're into the 96 minute, and they're trying to play out for the edge of the box, and it's ultimately cost them. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you to Andy in Alexandria. Let me tell you about this though. The Cash Register With wholesale domestic bathrooms Service, style and value That'll get you talking Yes, it is the final week of Cash Register And it started with a winner Oh my god, that's amazing Hi, Olga He's just won £23,803.17 pence. Oh my god, seriously Hugh Keevans, Aaron and Olga His other half, 24 grand Wow Right. On on its way Aaron, Olga I'm here until late, But I can come up after that <laughs> Listen, it, glass. It, it could be you George will reveal the next cash amount At 8am on tomorrow's Bowie at breakfast To enter text YES to 61025 That's YES to 61025 It is £2 plus your standard message rate You must be over 18 The full terms and online entry are on our website Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to thompsons.com it's Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard If you head over to our Twitter feed At Clyde SSB <laughs> You will see Hugh Keevans Dressed a bit like Hugh Hefner He's got the smoking jacket He's got the cat I think it's, it's, a, it's a fake cat let, let that be clear No let arms were No let, animals were harmed No 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 Let me tell you that The cat You switch the cat on and off Alright okay I think we'll <laughs> leave that there Um He's at the Stove Centre Glasgow So he's in front of the, the, the fire Roaring in the mm. background And he's Giving us a dramatic reading uh, From a famous footballing autobiography It's as ridiculous as it sounds And more So head there at Clyde SSB And check it out And a bit later on We're going to be giving you the chance To win £500 wow. By guessing Whose autobiography he's reading from So we'll get to that a bit later on Back to the phones just now though 0141 951 1025 Let's speak to John in Parkhead Hi John How are you? Gordon, all right? Yep, good John What's your point tonight? Uh, no, I, I was just listening to the uh, Celtic fan, it was Frank. He said he certainly didn't speak for me as a Celtic fan. I would love we then to get the job. I'll tell you why. He's been here before. He knows the game inside out. He's already won three titles. And when you look, he's talking about, I think it was a Rangers fan, I know, talking about putting Brendan Rodgers against Lennon's teams. See, Lennon's team at its best. I thought we'd wipe the fire with a Brendan Rodgers team. Just take the Barcelona night. No, I mean, that was a good team we Lennon had there. And Lennon's record in Europe was probably better than Rogers's if you if you look at the two records together, you know. And uh, a couple of Rangers fans as well were talking about <clears throat> they could want Lennon to get the job. But they keep on talking about Gerard doing well this season because of Europe. Well Lennon's record in Europe was better than Rogers's. So I'm sure you'll agree I'm sure you'll agree, John, that there are practical matters to be dealt with. Neil Lennon must win the title If he doesn't win the title He doesn't get the job It's as simple as that 
Uh, also, if he pulls off a treble treble, it would strongly enhance his case, I think. Uh, so, football matters and the way Celtic play. Could you really have a situation, Hugh, where he wins a treble treble and doesn't get the job? I, I find no. that, would that is, is that even a remote possibility? Uh, listen, this is football. Anything's possible. But I think if he got the treble, having taken over under the circumstances in which he did take over, the shock, the drama, the sudden nature of Brendan Rodgers' departure, I think if he right. won a treble treble, he would be morally entitled to the job. Can I get back in for a quick question then, Gordon? Yeah, you go. Right. To Alec and uh, you and yourself, I suppose, if you want, well, Neil Lennon's best best team against Brendan Rodgers' best team, who's going to win? Uh, an impossible question Come to on, answer. give it a go We like a good hypothetical Listen, you know I, I don't get where this is going Because <laughs> Brendan Rodgers won seven trophies in a row The Celtic supporters were anguished by his departure So is your answer Brendan Rodgers' team then? I think Brendan Rodgers' team of his first season Would have beat Neil Lennon's team If you must play this Thank hypothetical <laughs> game Alex That's very difficult to say, Gordon You're talking about two different Periods in time I think one If you just want to talk about Europe Clearly Neil Lennon's got better results Within Europe Because they beat Barcelona But if you're talking about Trophies delivered Trebles Are surpassing what Neil did So If it's trophies you're looking for You would say it was Brendan Rodgers And if it was a European run Then you would obviously mm. go for Neil Yeah That's, that's what I'd, I'd probably go for Neil But uh, see the fact that we're debating it And, and saying it could be close I don't think uh, Neil Lennon, if if he is behind Rodgers as a manager, I don't think he's that far behind Rodgers, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Well, you know, Brendan's, Brendan's gone. I mean, it's not about would one of Neil Lennon's teams have beaten Brendan Rodgers' Yeah, but team. to be fair to John, he's just responding to those Rangers fans who've said, brilliant, yeah. you know, Lennon's in and Rodgers isn't. So John's actually just trying to put his case that he doesn't think that is a bad thing. He supports Neil Lennon and good for him. He's come on and pledged his support to Neil Lennon. Now we have to play some football games And Neil Lennon has to get the the title over the line And if a treble treble is part of that Then I think he does get the Celtic job Okay, thank you to John in Parkhead We'll leave that one there 01419511025 Still time to squeeze one more in uh, Before we go to the news We are also uh, on Twitter At Clyde SSB Jack McLaughlin is on He says, I know I'm going to get stick for this But I wouldn't start Edward or Forrest for the Glasgow Derby He says they both have been off the boil for a while Burke and Hayes would play for me Edward has proved he's a super, super sub And can come on if needed uh, Well, Edward didn't have the best of days yesterday That's a, an understatement uh, He's done well against Rangers over the piece though, hasn't he? But again, Alec, we're talking about Since Neil Lennon took over Who's been his main man? Edward, with two late goals you know, he looked at times yesterday to use that wonderful old football saying as if he couldn't have trapped a bag of cement. Mm. But he comes up with the goods. He did it at Tynecastle and he's done it now at Dens. Just before we take another call, the game at Ibrooks on Saturday, there was that flashpoint at half time, wasn't there, between Kirk Broadfoot and Alfredo Morelos? The pictures are quite clear. You can pretty see that they've, they've both played their part. Yeah. Kirk Broadfoot yeah. with the old rake in the studs down the back of Morelos's heel. Morelos turns around and reacts. Um, Will, will that be it? Is this one that you think we'll hear more of from a retrospective Not for me. position, or will, will that be it done with? Not for me either. Uh, I think both were at fault, uh, and I know there's always a a, a rush to uh, to have 
Morelos dealt with And he is his own worst enemy And the trouble he's brought upon himself Is well documented He didn't bring that on himself no, the weekend no, here. I think no. that's where he was going And that's the whole point uh, Kurt Broadfoot for me was as guilty as he was But For me that's the end of the matter Okay let's squeeze one more in Craig and Cumbernauld Hi Craig Hi there Hi panel How are you? Good Good thanks Craig yeah, Well it's funny obviously um, But before I make my point I wanted to quickly ask the The, the guys um, Being free Cumbernauld I've not had a chance to ask this um, What did they make of what happened to uh, I know it's a bit off topic But what did they make of what happened to Clyde Do you think that, that was a Decision by the All right, yeah, we're going back a couple of weeks here, Doctor Doctor's points. Yeah, I, I think the very fact that two Clyde directors offered their resignation to the club in the wake of what happened tells you that they were accepting liability. I think the uh, the hierarchy let down Danny Lennon and let down the other Clyde players. But when you offer your resignation, you know that you've been party to something that was an administrative error. I think there's also been a precedent set before Gordon where you know there's been a similar thing where points have been deducted Well Hearts got two points off in the League Cup um, so that that's the sort of closest comparison yeah. we have from, from recent it, times it, but If you take that 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 two points plus the four points at Clyde there seems to be the way that they're actually going to go about this now if there is a similar mm. scenario going forward It's, it's, it's a very unfortunate because as we said in the show time after time Danny Lennon's doing a great job at Clyde And you go Craig I, um, no, I, I, no, I think um, I, I do agree with the guys there. Um, Marlon told me it was, I don't think Alvin Rovers and Team Spark should have just been handed two points. Um, ah, right, from the games that they, they played against them. Yeah, um, but I, sorry, but back on the topic anyway, the, the discussion with Rangers and Celtic today, you know, firstly, the performance of Rangers on Saturday wasn't good enough. You know, why Alan McGregor is way out past the 18 yard box? I have no idea. He should need business being that far out the head. I think it was Katic was following um, the runner anyway, so he could have made a tackle, or at least if McGregor's in line, he could have that. What's I'm going to get that line cre- cleaned yeah. up a bit, Craig, because Just it's, to go back to Alan McGregor then. We, 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 we got that point. Yeah. Uh, Alan McGregor now, for me, seems to suffer a weekly rush of blood to the head. And he's created a situation whereby, having already been booked for running out to confront a referee, he can't do anything about McElhenney coming in on him. So he raced from his goal in a way that Steven Gerrard found perplexing and then he can't touch the Kilmarnock player. Otherwise, he's going off and he's powerless to, to prevent mm. Kilmarnock from scoring I mean, the goal. I know you were critical of the defenders, Alex, but, but Craig does make a, an interesting case. I mean, Katic was there. I mean, yeah. if, McGregor, if McGregor's on his line and Katic is as close to the Kilmarnock attacker as he was... It, it, no, it probably doesn't happen So I know you were blaming yes. the defenders But there's clearly a lot of blame on the goalkeeper as well, isn't there? Gordon, the the two centre-halves tried to push up Which allowed a straight ball A simple straight ball Right through the heart of the Rangers' defence Then, on the back of that Two bad decisions by the centre-halves You then have a goalkeeper come now I said at the time on Saturday When we seen the footage That Alan McGregor, Alan McGregor had made a mistake Because he didn't get there So that allowed... The boy, he skipped round him and had to into an empty net. But it all stems... From, I always go back to when you're watching football is you have to stop it at source. If the two centre-halves drop off, Alan McGregor doesn't come off his line. Once they make the decision that it's a poor decision to step up, Alan McGregor comes out and that in turn is also a bad decision. So 
you know, there's two bad, bad mistakes. And I think that's one of the reasons why Steven Gerrard is exasperated with the level of defending that he's seen mm. because it's so easy for teams to score at the moment. Craig, we're running out of time, so I'll let you back in. Make it brief if you can, please. I know, well, I think our boys are spot on about the, the defending. It's been shocking for a long time at Rangers, but I think um, just like we hear some of the comments that you've made over the weekend, like I have full respect you and your, your opinions, you know, and I do enjoy listening to you, but I think the fact that you've been calling that you know, Goldson should have been sent off, but defending Kilmarnock for some of the tackles they were making, I mean, it wasn't just, you know, tiny tackles. They were wiping Rangers players out, hacking them every time they hit the ball in certain situations. And Kurt Broadfoot handballs it, should be a penalty. He had a few challenges in there. And then at halftime, he's raked lost in the back mm. of his heel and no even so much as you know received a boot okay, just quickly because we are running late do you think that was a handball the Kirk Broadfoot one no, no. for me no, no. no. I, I killed the back of his ribs just at the back of his back for me and I I've said also said in answer to Craig's point I have said that I don't think the uh, Broadfoot Morelos incident should go any further because uh, Broadfoot is the instigator and Morelos has fallen for it but if we're going to send off players every time Clash like that No players left Beat the pundit With goals In the Scottish Sun The SPFL And EPL Latest Every Monday Wednesday And Saturday My apologies I did say we were running Short on time And we very much are So you're going to have to be quick On this 0141 951 1025 Call us now If you want to play against Hugh or Alex At Beat the Pundit Because you only have Until the news at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here with me, Gordon Duncan. Looking back on a busy old weekend for Scottish football, Rangers stuttering at home on Saturday, Celtic eventually taking advantage on Sunday. It's 10 points at the top, and that's what's dominating most of the calls so far. We'll get back to that, but I want to hear your thoughts on Scotland heading to Kazakhstan as well. Andy Robertson missed the flight, dental surgery, Hugh Evans, of uh, all yeah. things. Uh, insert jokes here about this show being like pulling teeth and so on. We'll just skim over that. Uh, he's going to try and get his own flight, maybe. And we'll see well, if he makes it there It's a 5,000 mile trip to Kazakhstan uh, and, and I know he can afford it But it would be a dramatic gesture if he did that He is one, Andy Robertson That I would believe implicitly I think there are a few others that have ducked out of this one But I believe him implicitly Anyway, let's do this first Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Beat the Pundit time We've been really generous On tonight's show Not only your chance To beat the Pundit A bit later on Your chance to win £500 as well Stay tuned for that But in the meantime Mark Sweeney Is a Celtic fan in Scythe. He's up on Beat the Pundit tonight How are you Mark? I'm fine yes Fancy your chances tonight? Always Always oh, let's, I love it I love it when they come on And talk confident Let's toss the coin Hedger up against Hugh Tails it's Alex Ray And it is Heads Hugh Keevans Up against Mark From Kilsyth So let me give Hugh Some clay too and make sure that you can't hear us Mark you've got 30 seconds Head to head with Hugh You can pass Here's your chance To beat the pundit You ready? I'm ready Who scored Celtic's winner At Dundee yesterday? Edward What nationality is Rangers Nikola Katic? Croatian Who was the manager of Scotland Until 2002? Barry Fox Who was the last English team That Derek McInnes played with? West Brom Which sweet Is the kit sponsor For Morton? Millions. What city in Kazakhstan will Scotland play on Thursday? Karagandi. 
What is the name of James Forrest's brother who plays for Air? Mr. Forrest. <laughs> I like it. Let's see what Hugh Evans can come up with. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. Yeah, are you ready? Yes. Right, same set of questions to you. Let's do it. Who scored Celtic's winner at Dundee yesterday? Edward. What nationality is Rangers Nikola Katic? Croatian. Who was the manager of Scotland until 2002? Craig Brown. Who was the last English team Derek McInnes played with? Bristol Rovers. Which suite is the kit sponsor for Morton? Pass. What city in Kazakhstan will Scotland play in on Thursday? Astana. What is the name of James Forrest's brother who plays for Air? James. Ed Allen. <laughs> Allen. <laughs> oh dear. You know I have to accept your first answer, oh. don't you? What do you, what do you think, Mark? Now that you've heard the the competition, I don't know. It's close, isn't it? I think Ooh. so. Um, right, let's go through and find out how close. Who scored Celtic's winner? A nice easy one to get yes. us off and running. Odds on Edward. One all. What nationality is Nikola Katic? He's Croatian. Two all. Who was the manager of Scotland until two thousand and two? It was Craig Brown, Mark Hugh got it right So he moves into the lead 3-2 Who was the last English team Derek McInnes played with? Millwall It was Alex old favourites uh. Millwall So still 3-2 to Hugh Evans. Mark equalised though He knows he's confectionery Millions, millions. Is the sponsor millions. Of Morton Never had millions? No I'll get you a packet for Friday Don't you worry uh, Right, millions So Mark equalises What city in Kazakhstan Will Scotland play on Thursday It's Astana Hugo's back in front End to end stuff um, And then it means It's all coming down to this What is the name of James Forrest's brother Who plays for air It's not James Funnily <laughs> enough It is Alan But I had to accept Your first answer And Mark The producer is shaking his head Mr Forrest Is not going to cut it <laughs> So I think Hugh Evans Has I'll pitched you by Andy. one 4-3 to Hugh Evans. He's, he's celebrating in the studio <laughs> Mark Hard lines <laughs> No, no problem. Good that was Mark and Goldsight. A good effort. Good I enjoyed effort, that. Absolutely. Yeah. End stuff. But See, this first answer, Lark. You know, I think you should allow a person a slip of the tongue. And are you joking? I think you should get points deducted for saying James. That was horrendous, right? Anyway, packet of millions will come in your way on Friday. You don't I, like, I don't even know what, what are they Well luckily for you They're not chocolate Because right, we covered okay. off here That you you don't like Anything chocolate. No. So that's fine. They're sort of fruity, chewy, little, oh, lovely, oh, right, tiny. Right, sweeties. That's ah, what you sort of. <laughs> anyway, we'll get back to that. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB, uh, and this perhaps sums it up, Hugh, because these tweets came in about thirty seconds apart, both from Celtic fans. Okay, uh-huh. first one, Gary. Neil Lennon's unbeaten over a period where Rangers haven't won a game against three top six teams. The business end of the season to all but secure the league. I don't think his appointment is much cause for Rangers celebration Straws clutch, he says uh, And Scotty says No matter what Neil Lennon wins or not His football is eye-bleeding Most Celtic fans have short memories Lennon left for a reason He was out of a job when Celtic got him Red fans saying that we're lucky to have him Really? So there we go, 30 seconds apart Two Celtic fans I think in fairness to Neil Lennon With regard to the, the situation when Brendan Rodgers left the club it was Celtic's good fortune that Neil Lennon was available. We all know the circumstances of his sudden departure from Easter Road, but can you imagine the situation where Neil Lennon wasn't available? And then, you know, then where would Peter Lawwell have gone? So I, I think he should be given credit for picking up a very heavy responsibility, a league that was not yet won, and in the immediate aftermath of Brendan Rodgers' departure, which had shocked the Celtic support to the core 
0141 That is the number You need to get in touch tonight Twitter is At Clyde SSB So uh, Let's go back to the phones Shall we What have we got here John John Paul is a Celtic fan In Falthouse Let's try and speak to him on the line Hi John Paul Hi mate How's it going Not too bad What's on your mind Um. I was just a just a wee point, and um, I was listening to the start of the show, you know, and um, I've come on and criticised the Celtic board a number of occasions here, you know, for no batting rods or, or whatever, but I think they're in a wee bit of a catch-22 now. You know, yesterday I've heard people talking about bringing in Neil Lennon, moving the right man for the job. I, I think everybody's got to remember, Neil Lennon was brought in, he was about to go on holiday, he was brought in under the circumstances of winning games, and that is it. No, no matter how you win it, who's brought in to win games, get us eight in a row, and possibly a treble treble. Now, he has done that. He's done that regardless of the last minute on a couple of occasions, or there have been some sticky performances. So I think a wee bit of the stick um, is, is over the top. Do I think he's the right man for the job? I don't know. Do I think Celtic could have better pay the hands now? No, and he still knows some of the players that, like Forrest and that have worked under him there. Um, and I think, relatively, if you look at the teams he's played, Hibs away, Hearts away, Aberdeen, um, all beat Dundee yesterday was very. It was a very, very poor performance. Um, I think he's done reasonably well. And if somebody says to you, you would have took ten points out of a possible twelve. Bear in mind that Rangers haven't been that consistent, and Aberdeen and other teams like they can't put on a run. They won in four mm. and five games in a row and tying up twelve points or whatever it is. So I think he's done relatively well. But just my point is, what did the board do? Did the board go for something? I've heard names like Marco Rose and. Robert Martinez, you know, they need to come in. It's, it's hard enough in the summer as it is. Celtic need to do an overhaul. You, you look at Michael Lustig, Izagiri, Benkovic, Boyata, Weir, Buck, all these players that are out of contract or on loan and need to go back to a parent club. Do they say to Neil Lennon right now, listen, you're going to get a job, or do they wait and then have a very, very busy transfer fee, uh, transfer summer, which Celtic are renowned for doing. They're not renowned for being a great transfer. I mean, that was last summer and uh, January and the summer before wasn't it great. So I think the board on the catch twenty two, but I think the real deal they need to apply something. But now I want to know what people think mm-hmm. of that. The the honest answer to your question, John Paul, is that only two people know the answer to what's going on: Dermot Desmond, the principal shareholder, and the chief executive Peter Lawwell. They will wait until this season has played out to see how. Dramatic a finish it turns out to be How satisfactory a finish it turns out to be And they will plan accordingly So no one knows for sure And like you have read all the names Roberto Martinez, Marco Rose, David Moyes Nobody knows what's going on Except for the power brokers Peter Lawwell and Dermot Desmond So you'll have to wait And uh, Neil Lennon continues to audition mm. for the job of Brendan Rodgers' replacement. Forward planning in football can be yes. difficult, Alex, because you, you completely understand where John Paul's coming from. You, you like to yeah. think that, that, that clubs are able to see into the future and can have things ready for, for when that time comes. But you, as it stands at the moment, you've got a scenario where Neil Lennon could absolutely romp the league mm. and win the Scottish Cup, which would be obviously the treble. And I know these are major hypotheticals. Or one where he, he stutters to the league Or even loses it Which I think most people agree Is very unlikely um, And doesn't win the cup So how, how could you really make Any sort of informed decision At the moment? You can't But from the Celtic Bulls point of view I think Hugh touches upon it I think it would be uh, I would be surprised If the Celtic board Are not looking at options Out there just now Hugh Because oh. you, you never know How it's going to go Between now and then But Neil Lennon is in pole position At the moment Due to the fact that he's in 
position. So it will depend on what the outcome is of the league, the cup, and then also the performances. And then again, you have to sample what's actually available in the summer. Does it fall under the remit? Do they buy into the model that Celtic are adopting? So there's so many factors, but you have to look at all these options for me. Um, and of course, you all against the backdrop of a potential exit for Lee Congerton. If if John Paul's talking about you know yeah. players who's going to need to be signed, and we know you know Benkovic will go, Boyata's contract is up, Burke and Weir, um, we don't yet know exactly who's going to be responsible for bringing them in. Never mind who's going to be responsible for managing them. Well, Leicester City's. Um Head of scouting has gone And I assume I may be 100% wrong But I assume Lee Congerton Will take that job shortly uh, And Celtic will Find somebody else Whether they reappoint John Park Or do something else uh, It's a It's a big time for the club But We'll need to wait and see How this league pans out uh, But you say That Neil Lennon's in the pole position I think that's correct but it's not essential that you have the quintessential Celtic man because Brendan Rodgers came here and told the supporters all the romantic tales of being the, the Celtic supporter from boyhood in Northern Ireland. But when it suited Brendan, he dropped the club. So to have that Celtic-minded mentality is not, for me, a factor when it comes to deciding on the appointment Performances and results are factors. You've been mentioning director of football there, Gordon. See the the current guy, Congerton, that's in at the moment, Peter Lawwell, the people who are actually mm-hmm. in position. They will already oh, have course, deals yeah. already signed up here. So regardless, well, maybe whether not signed, but certainly planned. Yeah, but I, I would imagine that they'd be almost down the road. With well, Neil, Lennon himself, Neil Lennon himself said he had been part yes. of or would be part so of. So what I'm saying is. There'll be so many things already Plates spinning huge Deals already more yeah. or less done Wages ne- negotiated Just already to be signed And uh, so I think a lot of the work Will already be in Rangers, place Rangers supporters know That the most important thing For their club Is to stop Celtic Winning 10 in a row Therefore Celtic Must know the importance Of 10 in a row To their supporters And they must provide Their supporters With Proper signings and the right manager for the job mm. so it's so as important to them as anybody else Jim Cunningham's not convinced he says people keep mentioning Marcus Rose but he's failed to get his Salzburg team into the Champions League in each of his last two seasons Chris is in Dumbarton is a Rangers fan hi Chris hello panel hi hello what's your point Thanks tonight Chris no problem hi okay just uh, I just want to speak to something that Hugh had said as well we're talking about um, Gerard's progress. Uh, as I say, I'm, I'm a Rangers fan, but I, I was involved in all the hype when Gerard got appointed uh, as the manager. However, uh, there's a you know there seems to be almost as if he's got a bit of immunity about him because of who he is. Um, now there's there's loads, loads of stats and stuff circulating, you know, about Twitter and Facebook. Now I actually couldn't believe it. I, just, I thought it was a Celtic fan winding me up, but I went and kind of looked at the results myself. And it was basically showing that basically out of the last four managers that Rangers have had, Stephen Gerrard has actually performed worse out of the lot of them. Now, for instance, Mark Warburton, he had a, a, a win rate of 65.8% and he was sacked. Uh, Pedro Coutinho had 53.85% and he was sacked. Graham Murphy wasn't even considered and he had a win rate of 62%. Mm. 
And Gerrard's only got up to last week Only had a win rate of 52% Rangers. Chris, just to say though, it's worth it's worth bearing in mind, Chris. If you're going to compare win percentages, particularly to Mark Warburton, he was in the championship for a season, so that of course boosts his win percentage massively. Not saying that that makes everything you're saying yeah. incorrect, but I'm just saying it's it's worth bearing in mind. Yeah, no, no, I, I understand that, but for me, like, there's got to be a great improvement. I know there's there's talk about maybe new signings in the summer, but Celtic are obviously. I, I don't. Hold hope for one minute that Celtic, like Rangers are going to win the league this year. Celtic are going to win the league. With regards, I don't know whether we can wait as long as another year, you know, for Celtic to potentially get nine in a row before we start. How how far into the season is it going to get if there's going to be poor performances before things get looked at? Because th- this is obviously something that like myself and no other Rangers fan wants to get is for for Celtic mm. to be able to get. Uh, 10 in a row I, I want to be able to go back to work If that happens <laughs> uh, Alex we're back to that old question of, of progress Funnily yes. enough I think If my arithmetic is correct um, Going into the weekend Rangers were one point better off Than they were this time last year Than they were this time last season So there we go They obviously uh, picked up another po- So uh, you know They picked up another point in the weekend If you like We're still there or thereabouts In terms of league performances It just depends How much you want to factor in Europe How much you f- Hold the cup record against Steven Gerrard We've seen a whole array of takes on this in the last couple of weeks Yeah well I think it's uh, it's really difficult to gauge Gordon in terms of Because in the cups they've been abysmal You know in terms of you know, you've, you've managed to bring Aberdeen down in the cup The first one uh, to Hamden and failed And then at home getting them back to home for a replay And the manner we go So you'd have to say that was a major fail, failing in that point of view the last week has been massive for Rangers here because mm. it's, it's ultimately came to all these questions. What is the progress? If, and it's all and buts. They clearly haven't done this. If Rangers had beaten Aberdeen last week and they could have negotiated the odd win and still kept at the same points, nothing had changed. But last week has literally battered them. And for me, there has to be significant improvement. We can't tell how much time you give to next year because if you take it up to this uh, winter break there Rangers were level points With uh, playing the game more So you know From that point of view You're saying right okay If it was similar next year You'd be relatively happy uh-huh. But since the turn of the year The lack of consistency Has been alarming And I think that's one of the key things For Stephen Gerrard He has to go on a run More mm. than four games Gordon I mean you Chris is right We've all seen these stats On social media Stephen Gerrard's win percentage At the moment Is something like You know One point something percent Worse than, than Pedro Cachinha's was I don't know how strongly people feel about that You would also take into account I guess That Steven Gerrard played in, in Europe And Pedro Cushinha uh-huh. didn't Therefore there were more games That they were likely to not win That wouldn't add to the win percentage You tell me How much do you read into that sort of thing? Life has speeded up If stats were all that mattered in this world Man United would have sacked Alec Ferguson And would never have had 27 glorious years under him But the world has speeded up And now people want instant decisions For me Yeah And this is hypothetical But Celtic win the league Eight in a row The pressure on Steven Gerrard Is cranked up If Steven Gerrard In the first half of next season Looks as if he has lost pace With Celtic There will be a clamour For his head And for someone else To come in And try to retrieve The situation That's the world we're in With this Ten in a row business Chris final word to you I No I was just to say Do you actually think If it was any other manager But other than Steven Gerrard 
but people would actually be calling for his head now, I think. I don't think he's been saved by his reputation uh, as a Liverpool player. I think if you... You don't uh, think it was easier to criticise a Pedro Cachinha than it has been Steven uh, Gerrard? Because Pedro Cachinha made a fool of himself. You know, he started off in Luxembourg making a fool of himself standing in the shrubbery, shrouding the Rangers supporters. So he was on a downward spiral almost from the word go. But old-fashioned guy that I am, I had a look at the newspapers today and every leading columnist on our sports pages was having a go at Steven Gerrard and his record. He's not being given diplomatic mm. immunity. He is getting it as tight as any manager in this situation would get it. Okay, listen to this. This is important. You like that, Hugh Evans? This is <laughs> you. Dancing. This is your big intro. Now, every night this week, we're gathering round the fire for story uh-huh. time with Hugh Keevans and the Stove Centre Glasgow. Now, Hugh is about to share a few wise words from the autobiography of a famous footballing figure. To be in with the chance of winning £500 in cash, all you have to do is tell us whose book Hugh is reading from. It could not be simpler. You ready for it? I decided this man could not be trusted an inch I would not want to expose my back to him in a hurry. There we go. And for, a, for an extra clue, please go and watch the video. We've just posted it on Twitter at Clyde SSB. But if you know who that is, give us a call right now 0141 951 1025, and you could win £500 cash thanks to Stove Centre Glasgow. One more time for you. I decided this man could not be trusted an inch. I would not want to expose my back to him in a hurry. There we go, £500 could be yours 01419511025 Be quick, you only have until the end of this break Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Duke Evans and Alex Ray are here We're about to get the full-time teaser up and running But a bit of extra fun for you all this week, honestly You can't beat it, listen to this Honestly, any excuse to play that music, I'm all for it Hugh Keevans has been reading us uh, some story time This is the Stove Centre Glasgow Uh, We've been asking you to give us a call and tell us Whose book Hugh is reading from Whose autobiography And if you get it right, you could be in with the chance of winning £500 You will win £500 if you get it right So the lines are now closed Let's go straight to them and find out who our first contestant is Paul and Shettleson, how are you Paul? Not bad, Gordon Now I'm going to play it one more time for you Paul, are you ready? Right. Right, let's see if we can uh, if I can find it. There we go. I decided this man could not be trusted an inch. I would not want to expose my back to him in a hurry. There we are, Paul. Thanks to the Stove Centre Glasgow. You are right up front with the chance to win £500. If you get it right, the money is yours. Whose book is Hugh reading from? I think it's Alex Ferguson's. Oh, are you sure? I'm guessing, I. Who's he talking about? Uh, starting. Hugh Keevans, you were the one that read it, is he right? You are 100% correct Well done, Paul well done, and Shettleston £500 on its way to you How does that feel? That's an easy for an easy night's work, isn't it? Yeah, good for a Monday Absolutely <laughs> Good for a Monday you Take Hugh Keevans out for a glass of red? Aye That sound good? Good man <laughs> That was Paul and Shettleston I'd be happy with that £500 oh, for that Yeah. Happy days I'll tell you what See just to make this Even better for you Go to Atclyde SSB Or Twitter feed And you can see the video Of Hugh Keevans reading it He's at the Stove Centre Glasgow So he's sitting there He's got the fire roaring behind him mm. He's got the smoking jacket on He's stroking the 
cat It's a fake cat though I think yes. we established that earlier on And he's dr- given us a dramatic reading From this autobiography He's going to be doing it all week by the way Thanks to the Stove Centre Glasgow So same time tomorrow We'll play the clip again A different clip obviously And your chance to win £500 Alec, just a matter of time Before the BAFTA is awarded I think I, I shall Have enjoy you seen it? No, I haven't seen it Honestly, yet. it's ridiculous It's more <laughs> ridiculous than it sounds And Not to give the game away But see that quote tonight I decided this man could not be trusted an inch That's very tame Compared to some of the oh, other yes. quotes We've got on reading right? Oh yes There's a bleeper had to be oh, used we had the, Yeah, we had the bleep machine well, Lovely Yeah, absolutely So listen, stay tuned all week uh, And we'll tell you a bit more about that as the week goes on Let me quickly get the teaser up and running for you though Paul Lyons mm. has sent this in tonight Six players that have played for Jose Mourinho And have played for Celtic or Rangers Very simple Six Players that have played for Jose Mourinho And have played for Celtic or Rangers You're only looking for six Have you got any off the top of your head? Is Charlie Masonda? Nope no. Silence Alright, I'll give you some thinking time uh, We've got Crawford Who's a Hearts fan in Florida On the line Let me hear from Peter Grant first Because I think that's going to tie in uh, With what Crawford is on to speak about Peter Grant says Andy Robertson is eager to face Kazakhstan He hasn't travelled though With the Scotland squad Because of a dental issue uh, The Scotland captain was told To stay behind to get treatment On an abscess But Grant says he's not ruling him out Just yet Big blow We were prepared for it obviously Before the game on Sunday We knew he was struggling a little bit But he wanted to play And the way he is He's still desperate to play And he's still trying to sell back out here as well And that's the way he is you know, And that's the way you've selected as captain But it is a blow for us Because he's a fantastic player But we've always said Because we've always spoke about Kieran And Andy You know who's going to play here And who's going to play there And I said The beauty is we've got two fantastic players And you're never always going to have everybody fit so this is an opportunity again, you know, that the team has to be adjusted a little bit. But look at the quality you're talking about. It can come back into play if he's fully fit. As I say, he's going to see what his tooth problem is today and then we'll take it from there. And how big it is, does it knock you out? You know how toothache is, is some, one of the worst problems you can probably have. But, you know, he's so determined to be part of it. He wanted to come out last night. I think he showed that flying up yesterday straight after the game, how desperate he was to be here. But when he got checked out, it wasn't obviously possible for him to do that. But as I say, he goes through that today. We'll see how he is later on and then we'll take it from there. We'll see how bad it was If it was anybody Probably Andy Robertson You know you would say Yeah yeah He's no chance But I know the way Andy is If he thinks he's got a chance There's always a possibility You know and, But as I say we, we don't rule him out We won't rule him out anyway If, if it was possible Let him get here And he said Oh it's not as bad as we thought I know Andy would be saying to him, I want to be over there then It's a loss No doubt about that This is the Quality fullback. It's all very well Solving your problem Of who to play Robertson or Tierney but his loss is significant at a time when we've lost far too many players. Uh, but Kazakhstan rated 117th in the world. It's a long old journey, 5,000 miles. But we ought to be able, even on a synthetic pitch, to give a decent account of ourselves against opposition hmm. Who are so lowly I mean We already know How much being the Scotland captain Means to Andy Robertson So you can believe it Alex He's going to He's going to try It doesn't look like It's going to be all that possible For the Kazakhstan game But he still perhaps Could join in ahead of the San Marino game Silver lining You've got a certain Kieran Tierney To yeah. take the spot at left back But um, It's still not ideal is it On the back of Stephen Fletcher not being involved On the back of Ryan Christie being injured yeah. Fraser. Um, Ryan Fraser not able to play in plastic Same with with Callum Patterson It's just This is not ideal is it No absolutely And the thing is If you're uh, Alex McLeish After the The decent results That he had In, in the last uh, tour- uh, Competition You would be saying to yourself It's 
you're disappointed you've lost the quality Alan McGregor as well you know so mm. uh, but th- it's an opportunity for someone else Kieran Tierney's more than uh, able to, to step into the breach but you want a guy of his kind of mindset Gordon mm-hmm. in about the place as well Hughes just told us how far it is to get from Scotland to Kazakhstan I've I, got no I, idea how I take it back I said 5,000 miles I've just looked at my notes it's 3,500 oh, miles I've got no idea how far it is from Kazakhstan to Florida that's where Crawford is hi Crawford Hi boys, how you doing? Not too Good. bad, Crawford. What are you thinking ahead of this game on Thursday then? Uh, it's a realistic opportunity to get six points on the board on the way to Euro 2020. Um, now, obviously I'm wanting to say two points first about Scotland, then about Hearts. Okay. I'm going to be 22 years old this Thursday. I have not seen Scotland in my lifetime play at a national tournament. I was one when we played in 98. Don't remember it. Um, and I see this as because we're in the the playoffs the players shouldn't have the fear to to go out there and basically do their best yes we've got I think it's Belgium and Russia mm-hmm. in the group yep. uh, we shouldn't really have any fear to go and play against them and, and do our best I, I just don't think that I know that Scotland players before they say about the pressure are not qualifying since 1998 we've now got the playoffs to fall back on I think this should be a realistic opportunity to get there mm. And I'm actually really looking forward to it I think we've got a really, really good chance To actually get there I like Crawford's thinking, Hugh About the yeah. Nations League We're already in the playoffs Does that change the, the pressure situation? Probably not Because so much is demanded of us At a time when Interest in the national team I would reckon is at an all-time low And we've got players, I think Who are not showing any Even great... after we topped our Nations League group yeah, and got so. to the playoffs. I think so. Better think. than we've done in however crowds, many years. Crowds tell you that interest is waning. Do they? And we have to get uh, a consistent run. Uh, but I'm more concerned with players who show or do not show the same level of appetite to play for their country as in years gone by. I think players withdraw far too easily now. Like who? Talking about managing injuries, uh, Robert Snodgrass, Matt but I Ritchie. Think, I think. We've got you've got to be careful because there is always personal circumstances surrounding each and every case. Well, there are too many players denied Alec McLeish, and I do not detect the same appetite to play for Scotland uh, that mm. was once there. Yeah, listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. Just it's still an opportunity. It's still an specifics. opportunity to get off to a, a winning start. Kazakhstan and uh, San Marino, Gordon, on the back of the the previous uh, kind of couple of positive ones, and if he could do that. As Hugh says there now It would start galvanising The Scotland support In some way Because It's exactly what it needs And it may well Actually get some of these guys back And there will be people out there saying If they didn't want to join up And go to Kazakhstan Don't bring them back For the next games But mm. We need the most yeah. Most of the best yeah. players I mean, listen I'm just always wary of, of Sweeping generalisations I mean Who said they didn't want to go Specifically to Kazakhstan And You know that that's That's the thing I'm trying to get to the bottom of No, You know Players talk now uh, About Injury issues and managing their bodies and so on and so forth. I, I, in general terms, do not detect the same ambition, the same appetite to play for Scotland that once existed. Is that just a Scotland thing, though? Is that an international football thing? Yes, it's international. It's across the board. Yes, it's not just us. It's just, it's just a, it's a. It's a side effect of of the game in twenty nineteen. Gordon, when you get guys at thirty two, thirty three now, saying that you know I'm going to concentrate on club football. Going back to 20, 30 years ago And when Hugh was talking about You would never have got that They were they would, they would play Until it was they were actually said It's time mm. to call it a day yeah. Things have actually changed and moved on I mean I, I think Hugh you said about 
you know apathy levels or, or being at an all time low or whatever it was. I think certainly there have been signs of that semi recently. But we we go Crawford is is outlined it for you. We are now going into a qualification campaign with a playoff place already guaranteed. Yeah. Was was the reason for for all this then for this apathy? Should we not be a bit more optimistic? Because the worst we can, the worst we can do is not qualify in this group, but get the playoffs anyway. In terms of the players, the apathy is created by the fact that they value their club careers far more highly than they do any international career. It used to be the greatest honour of all to play for your country. A lot of players simply don't feel that way now. And in terms of the support, uh, the, the the support from this part of the world has dissipated. Uh, and has done so for a long number of years. The, the Scotland support, as far as I can detect, is from out with the west of Scotland in the main. Do you have anything to back that up? I'm, 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 well, do I you just... have anything to back up your counterclaim? <laughs> that what? That they don't... Uh, that in the west of Scotland, the, the, there are far more people interested in the national team than, than I have said. Would you mind telling me when I made that counterclaim? But you, you said, how can you back that up? And I'm asking I'm you... I'm not arguing. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not putting the opposition point across You're saying that Scotland fans don't exist in the west of Scotland I'm just asking you no, if you can back it up I never said don't exist Okay, are outnumbered then I said you the numbers said are dissipated that Scotland fans by and large come from out, out with the west of Scotland I'm just asking you where you where you get that from yeah, I'm, not, a, I'm not arguing Go to a game and just listen Doesn't sound very scientific, I must admit <laughs> Crawford, uh, give us your final point about Hearts yeah, so I was on after the St Mirren game. I think it was like the 26th of February or something. Mm-hmm. It was Alex and Hugh that both answered my point about basically Craig Levine. Um, now, just to kind of reaffirm that, that's now been a 2-0 loss at Love Street or whatever it's called now. Um, a draw at Tynecastle with St Mirren. We have been beaten 5-0 off Livingston. We've also lost to Hamilton. We are We are playing small teams now and Alex, when I came on the last time, was saying Hearts were, well, he was expecting Hearts to get fourth place. I don't even think we might even get top six any longer. And people, if you go on to Twitter, the majority of the Hearts support now are saying Levine has to go. Albeit we might get into a Scottish Cup final, but that's not going to mask how bad the season's been since November. Um, it's just, the thing is that I fear is that all the supporters are seeing this now, but Anne Budge, She's kind of blinded because when she first came in, Craig Levine was her go-to guy. She admitted she has nothing. She doesn't know anything about football other than being a supporter. And I fear that he is in a position where the support or the majority of support now want him to move on, go over to Spain and retire, whatever, and have someone new in place that's going to try and kick us on because it's the same old, same old. Crawford, what And there's a fear that... Crawford, what happens if he if he manages to get the the Scottish Cup? Then where does that leave you in that point of view? Because for a large part of this season, the four main guys were out the team, as you well know, and uh, I think Naismith's injured again for what seven or eight weeks. So if you look at the statistics so in terms of with Naismith, Naismith, I think he had something like twenty wins out of twenty four starts for him. So he was paramount to what Hearts were doing. Uh, and they still have potential to kick on to fourth. You know, I know they're four points behind Kamarnock, but, you know, there's been factors this season that could have hamstrung, uh, you know, hearts going forward. Yeah, Alec, I understand that now. Naismith was out from November until, I think it was the late part of December when we beat Kilmarnock. Was his first, oh no, it was Aberdeen. It was his first game back. 
Mm-hmm. Now, everyone goes on about the four injuries. Suter's back, Ikefiedu's yep. back, Berra's back. The only one's missing is Naismith. Naismith yep. Now, to me, if you're relying on one player, and Rangers are the same, clubs of this size shouldn't be relying on one player. Look at Celtic. Celtic have got Sinclair, they've got Forrest, they've got Edward, they've got Weir to come off the bench. Now, that's that's different because they have a bigger scale, but see, if you rely on one player, mm. it's it's not it's not good enough. We're playing teams like your Hamilton, your St Mirren, your Livingston, and we're getting embarrassed. Yeah, on well, Saturday uh, there, Craig he's played Vanacek, and Vanacek can't trap a bag of sand with his feet. Yeah, well, just, Craig Levine, I just don't get it. Craig Levine should be no different from any other manager in that results should determine whether he's flavour of the month or. Due for the sack The problem that the Hearts have with Craig Levine Is that he occupies more than one role within the club And if results do not perk up And Hearts do not win the cup Then I understand that there will be A clamour for him to revert to the upstairs role And for a mm. manager to come in Thanks to Crawford in Florida We've got work to do in this teaser Six players that have played for Jose Mourinho And have played for Celtic or Rangers Paul Lyons sent it in So they have to have played In a game For Jose Mourinho Scott Sinclair Yes Patrick Roberts No <laughs> that Only one you've got I'll yeah. give you some time to think Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray have about 10 minutes left to get the answers to this teaser There are only 6 tonight, but because it's a difficult question So it's been sent by Paul Lyons to fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need if you want to send a question in 6 players that have played for Jose Mourinho And have played for Celtic or mm. Rangers The only one you've got so far is Scott Sinclair I'll give you another Celtic one then Go for it Carlton Cole Oh good shout Hugh Keevans Mike's teammate. Uh, I know Willow likes to do that it's, At Wolves was it? Yes at Wolves no. Yes just a young lad um, Carlton Cole Capuccio Porto Yes Yes Absolutely Who's the The big bald guy Willow's Mark Wilson's pal um, Tommy Gravison Ah it's him I The no. big bald dude No, get no. Him. no. Right okay um, Pedro Mendes My old pal Pedro Yes Playing in a wee game with him on Sunday down at Blackpool By the way, you're doing not too badly at all Pedro Mendes, Nuno Capuccio, Carlton Cole, Scott Sinclair You've only got two to get um, mm. There's not a chance that you would have guessed this one anyway So I can get it out in the open um, Paul who sent the question in says Note Magnus Hedman only ever made the bench for Chelsea So I've not included him what, Was that on the tip of your tongue, was it? Him. Yeah, sure mm. Either that or Magnus Magnusson Yeah, he's not on it either So you've got two to get The clue I'll give you is you've got all the Rangers ones So these two played for Celtic Over to you Hugo mm. Ian is a Partick fan in Bears Den But he's got Scotland in his mind Hi Ian Hi there how are you doing guys Not too bad Ian What's your point tonight? Right two points Firstly um, On the subject of guys not wanting to play for Scotland I think there's too many guys In, in the last few years Who maybe just Approaching the end of their careers And they've been big names Don't want embarrassed anymore And they just pull out Scott Brown Alan McGregor Stephen Fleischer, the name but three. Um, a lot of guys just seem to use any excuse to get out of playing. Plastic pitches, game manager, all sorts of nonsense. Um, I think that's the problem. The apathy in the game here, and the, the domestic game, has not helped either. The standard has dropped over the last four or five years. Uh, it's affecting the international team as well. The fans are getting fed up with the product, both domestically and international. 
And um, as, as, as far as uh, Scotland supporters, they tend to come from out with the West. I know that for a fact. So I used to go to the games. And I know a lot of Rangers Celtic fans who have no interest in the national team anymore either. Did Hugh Evans put you up to this call? Nope. I'm only kidding. Uh, Hugh, the, the point I'm trying to make earlier on is, is it's the generalising of it all because Ian and you may well be right, but let's take Stephen Fletcher for instance because he's yeah. the recent one, and I understand why it doesn't sit well with people. But the point I'm trying to make is, is this not more a a symptom of the modern game rather than Stephen Fletcher's fault? You know, Sheffield Wednesday hold a lot of the cards. They're kind of deciding when he doesn't when he doesn't doesn't get treatment. I mean, you only have to go back to the last game. Stephen Fletcher hadn't been in squads. He didn't take the huff He came He went to Albania He plays against Israel He scores He leads the line And we top our Nations League group So how all of a sudden Are we are we, are we blaming him For a, a lack no, of commitment? No, no you, you cannot bring this down to one man No issue in the game Is ever down to one man alone uh, I just think that International football It's almost regarded And I'd be interested In Ian's take on this International football Is almost regarded As a pest now It gets in the way It stops the flow You know People are here in this part of the world are simply interested in Celtic against Rangers on the 31st of March. Kazakhstan and San Marino are just a pest. They're see just the, see the thing is, up. see the thing is, you see if we were topping groups and things, do you think it would be interrupting then? I think it's part of the problem is we haven't yeah. negotiated getting to a tournament for so long. Yeah, if you have uh, 21 years now of non-attendance at the World Cup finals or the European finals. Then of course Interest wanes And you, you don't see any Bright future on the horizon uh, And this is the kind of job That Alec McLeish has inherited And he inherited it with People saying that Oh you know You were promised Michael O'Neill And that fell through You just went to an old pal uh, And so there's a whole Scenario around the Scotland team now That, that isn't positive But of course we wish Alec McLeish well In Kazakhstan on Absolutely. Thursday mm. And San Marino on Sunday uh, It's just that at this precise time And as Alec has said It's a worldwide problem International football is no longer regarded In the way it once was Yeah perhaps that is the case for some people Ian the fact that we've got this Nations League top spot sewn up There's a playoff place guaranteed In the bank Should that not be enough to at least lift the spirits a little bit? I don't think so. I think the fans think that if they get the chance, they'll probably just blow it again what they've done the last three or four qualifiers uh, campaigns. Yeah, we've not England, been in the playoffs for a long time, though. England have, don't have this problem of attracting players to play for them. Guys can't wait to play for England and represent them. So to say it's a, it's a worldwide thing, and it's other nations, not really. Other players, other countries, Wales, the guys can't, they're queued up to get a shirt. Scotland, it just seems to be, I can't be bothered with a lot of the players, but when other, other teams don't seem to have that problem. Well, you know, we can only discuss our own country And at the moment I detect an apathy And the apathy spreads from players to supporters And perhaps you're right It's 21 years of non-achievement uh, That have created this problem um, And the only thing that ends the problem is achievement Yeah, but I mean, I just Again, it's, it's all about the generalisations Because Ian's talking about, you know Players you know, should be queuing up we're just, We've just heard that Andy Robertson Is going to try and arrange his own transport To Kazakhstan yes. to play So you're always going to get some examples Absolutely oh. Well listen, I think that's one of the things I said earlier on Gordon I felt as if Andy Roberts, Robertson Would actually be a bonus For Alex McLeish if he went over there Purely, He is epitomises what you would want From a footballer He, he leads for the front 
on and off the park He's a role model And that the more the guys you have about the camp The better chance you have of getting positive results And for me, mm. I really hope he does make it over there yeah, and I know Ian makes the point about you know Wales and whatever, but maybe it's just because we are removed from it. Did, remember how Robson Canu he played in the Euros, scored that. Did he not retire from Welsh action at the age of twenty nine or something like that? It happens anyway. We'll agree to disagree for another day. Ian is in Bears Den. Thank you very much, Ian. Um, you've still got some work to do on the teaser, <laughs> and you've well, not got too long to do it. So the question tonight sent to full time at Clyde One dot com six players. That have played for Jose Mourinho And have played for Celtic or Rangers Pedro Mendes, Nuno Capuccio, Carlton Cole, Scott Sinclair um, I told you Magnus Hedman only ever made the bench for Chelsea So he's not on the mm. list I think we need uh, some clues Gordon mm. Because we're struggling now Okay Chelsea and Celtic <laughs> We established that I'm sure we did Oh really? Well I did no, in my I mind I didn't think there was many Man United Players came to uh, Celtic So for me it's Chelsea Chelsea and Celtic Yep mm. Scored the Champions League goal For Celtic I seem to remember Hope I've got that right I've not led you down the Led you down the path With a dud clue I think he was from Hugh Keevans The Czech Republic Yuri Yarosik Oh there he oh, goes never That him. was all he needed A little push in the right direction Benfica And Celtic this is the tricky yeah. one Because you won't think The time frame fits With the Jose Mourinho Benfica So that would be his first one then Before Porto Wouldn't it We're going back a bit Oofed. Celtic striker In the Mid 90s Hugh George Cadet Decent era Same era though uh, hmm. He's Dutch Pierre Van Hoydonk oh, Pierre Van Hoydonk Well done You got there in the end Thank you Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Busy show as always Thank you for all the calls And the tweets We are back tomorrow So you can get through then At 6 o'clock Here until 8 In the company of Gordon DL And it's Fraser Wishart Alongside Gordon tomorrow In the meantime Just stay right where you are Because Callum Gallagher Is up next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.